You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. It's been a while since I've been up here on a Sunday morning, amen. It's been almost a month, uh, actually a month today, amen. I was out of town ministering uh, at Azusa in California, and then uh, we had some guest speakers come into the house, amen, that God has blessed us, amen, with Pastor Corey and and, uh, and Pastor Ralph last week, amen, what a powerful time uh, we had, amen. And so it's, it's good to be uh, here today, amen, and get a little rest at the same time, amen. It's, how many know it's good to have a little rest at times, amen. But I'm, I'm ready and excited to minister the word of God today. I want to continue in our series that I started a few weeks ago, amen, uh, actually a month ago, amen. Do you see where you're going? Do you, do you see where you're going, amen. Come on. Uh, today I want to minister on keeping the vision in front of you. Keeping the vision in front of you. Our vision here at PCLV is to win, build, serve, send. Say that with me. Win, build, serve, send. One more time. Win, build, serve, send. That, that is our mission statement here from our church. And we do it by offering real faith. For real change. Proverbs 29, 18, uh, the King James Version says this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Come on, when, there, when we have no vision, church, we are sitting on the sidelines. Uh, we're, 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 we're out of the game. We're not in the race anymore, amen. And we're on, we're on the side of the road, amen, uh, watching life go by. And when this happens, church, when you're, on, when you're sidelined through life, when you're sidelined in your walk with God, you will eventually die. See, God saved us from those sidelines. God saved us, amen, that we can join them on this road, uh, that we can join them in this game, amen. Uh, we can join them in this race that you and I are running, amen. And on this road with him, he gives us vision. Can somebody say amen? See, God saved us to get a hold of that and to walk with him. Remember the blind man in, in, in Mark chapter 10, Bartimaeus, told Jesus that he wanted to see. In other words, the, the, the original term is that I want my vision back. Come on, meaning that this man one, one, at one time was able to see, but he lost his vision along the way. Come on, you ever lost your vision along the way? Come on. I'm a backslider, church. I was serving God, and I backslid for 10 years. I lost my vision. But thank God, amen, that he's faithful. Thank God, amen, that he's seen me on the sideline, and he pulled me back into the game. Aren't you glad that God pulled you back into the game, amen? Come on, we, he saved us, amen. And so we lose vision if we don't stay focused. Proverbs 29, 18 goes on to say that when you get your vision back, when, when you get back into the game, when you get back on the road with Jesus, amen, when you get back into this race that we're running, amen, when you join Jesus in what he's doing, the Bible goes on to say that happy, joyful, and blessed you are. I, I don't think you heard me. 
Come on, I says, when you start to do what God's telling you to do, when you start to live the way he's telling you to live, when you're on this road with him, amen, in this race that you're, you and I are running, amen, he says that you are happy, you are joyful, and you are most blessed. I don't know about you, but that sounds like good news. Why do we sound so sad? <laughs> you should be joyful. You should be blessed. Come on, you, you, there should be some joy and happiness inside your Lord in your life. I'm not saying that life is all well. How many know that we all have problems? But it should not take away your joy. It should not take away your happiness. It should not take away who you are in Jesus. Come on, does anyone get this? There should be an excitement. See, Derek, Brother Derek, as he was up here opening in prayer, he says, you know what, pray for your pastors. And, uh, and me and my wife need your prayers. But let me tell you, I'll never display sadness up here. Why? Because I belong to the king. Come on. I'm, I am most happy. I am most joyful and most blessed. Why? Because I'm on this road with Jesus. Come on. I, I can be going through hell, but let me tell you, he gets me through hell and gets me to heaven. Come on. He says, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, amen, I fear no evil. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me in your trials and storms. Let me tell you. Jesus doesn't leave you. He's always with you. He walks with you, amen, and walks through with you. you got to hold on because when you do the things that God is telling you to do, when you start to live right and live with the, the convictions of God, like my wife said, amen, then you are most happy, most joyful, and most blessed. Come on, somebody. It's when you're not doing what he's telling you to do in the kingdom of God, that's when you're miserable. Come on, somebody. Come on. You ever felt miserable because you weren't doing what God told you to do? Come on. You, you, you thought, you know, I'm doing my own thing, but you live miserable. I mean, from, apart from God, there is no life, church. Come on. We already found the answer of life already. That's why the disciple says, where are we going to go? You have the answer. You, you are the key. We, once you taste Jesus, you ain't going to get anything better, church. <laughs> you can search this whole world. You won't find anything better than Jesus, guys. Come on. This, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. There's no other way to the Father but through him. Hallelujah. Come on. You, if you want to get to the Father, you've got to go through him. Somebody better start thinking like I'm thinking. Amen. <laughs> you see, God's vision is divine. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says this. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain tablets that he may run who reads it. See, when we join Jesus in this road, when we get back into the race, amen, get back into the game of life with Jesus, amen, when we shout it out to Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, when we answered the altar call, amen, and gave our lives to the Lord, amen, how many know that all hell broke loose? Come on, somebody. Though it was a great moment, amen, though family and friends were happy because you got saved and gave your life to the Lord. Though tears of joy ran down your face, amen, you felt the presence of God and a sense that everything's going to be okay. You felt good. It was exciting. Come on, am I talking to anyone in this place? Come on, when you gave your life, that joy that you felt, amen. But when we joined Jesus, amen, when we actually started walking with him, not coming just to church, amen, 
Come on, when you actually started doing what God told you to do, uh, when you got on the road and started to walk the way he walked and do what he does, amen, uh, when you started stop being a, a spectator and became a participator, amen, uh, when you start doing those things, church, let me tell you, amen, uh, it's nothing like how you got saved. This road that we get on comes with trials, storms, and battles. Somebody say, oh, my. Come on. But Jesus, come on, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is on your side. He's walking with you, church. I remember the day that we got announced to come to Las Vegas. Amen. Man, what a day that was. Come on, conference, the last day, amen. And stand there, I got my suit on. I know I'm going somewhere, amen. I'm saying, babe, this is our day, amen. Hallelujah, no one knows where we're going. And all of a sudden, the last, they're announcing the, the announcements of churches that are going to be planted out. It says, into the city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Art and Maria Corral. And I was like, the crowd starts going crazy. And then, and then we get up, I get my wife, and I say, Vamos, come on, yeah, let's go. They're calling our name. <laughs> we rise up, amen, with this joy. And there's a, there's a church that's supporting us. There's brothers that are patting our backs as we're walking up. Hey, 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 you all right? We're going to take Vegas for Jesus. It was a great moment to stand in front of, of 2,000 people and say, you know what? Man, here they are. They're going to go into Vegas. And then we got here. There was, no, there was no shouts no more. I said, Where the, what, what the heck happened, amen? Man, we're going through trials and storms. I'm like, what? what, what? Man. Why couldn't they follow us, amen? Man, we had no friends out here. We had nobody out here. I just had my wife. That might be. Don't forget the... Uh, She's not saved, so, you know. <laughs> Go gamble. Have fun. <laughs> See, when things started to hit our lives on this road, church, Jesus did warn us. This is not going to be a skip in the park. Come on. He, he did warn us. You know what? It's going to get a little rough. It's going to get a, a little tough. People are going to make fun of you. It's not going to be easy serving me. But I'll be there every step of the way. Come on, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, he says. Come on, John 16, NIV says this, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. He says, in this world you will what? Have. Not that you might have. Not that sometimes you'll have it. It says that you will have trouble. Hello, welcome to Christianity. It's a wonderful day, sis. You got saved, bro. You just got saved. God's going to do some great things. But tomorrow morning, all hell's breaking loose. Man, you're going you're gonna to feel some storms and trials that you never even knew existed. Come on. You, you didn't even know the term storm trial until you got saved. You thought storm was just rain outside. No, no, no. Come on. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Anybody here been to a storm? Anybody here been through a battle since you gave your life to Jesus, amen? Come on. Uh, people from the woodworks come out and start making fun of you. Man, you haven't seen them for years. All of a sudden they come out. Argh! What the heck? Zombies come out. <laughs> but he says in this world you will have trouble. But he says he goes on to say, but take heart. I've overcome the world. 
Come on, listen. Because of these pressures that hit our lives, Jesus told his disciples, you got to take heart. In other words, you got to take courage. You got to be certain. You got to be confident in him. You got to trust in him. That when trials come, you got to trust in him that he's going to be with you. He's going to surround you with people. He's going to help you through. He doesn't save you and say, figure it out. But God's there for us. Can somebody say amen? Because we'll end up, if you don't, church, listen, you'll end up so focused on facing the moment, the temporary, that we lose focus on the eternal. Are you following me? We forget who we're walking with. The one who will overcome. We forget, amen, and it stops us from planning our future. It stops us from going forward. It stops us and we lose vision, church. When you allow the storms and the trials and the battles of life to overtake you. See, we start living in reaction mode instead of planning mode. What's reaction mode, pastor? Reaction mode is that you react in the flesh. So I come up to you and slap you, guess what you're going to do? You're going to charge me, amen, if, if you're not prayed up, amen. <laughs> Can I get a volunteer, amen, hallelujah. Come on. We live in reaction mode if we don't, if we don't have vision, church. We, we're going somewhere. Can somebody say amen? Uh, come on, we're going somewhere. We're, uh, there's a purpose in our walk. There's a purpose in destiny in our life now, amen. And if you're not prayed up and circumstances get in the way, let me tell you, you'll react, amen. You'll, you'll flesh out when you're not supposed to. You'll say something that you're not supposed to say, amen, because you live in reaction mode. You lost vision, church. You lost your identity. Uh, you lost who you are in Christ, amen. That's why you got to walk with him on this road and say, God, you're with me. So when the storms of life hit you, you can stay focused. Nothing's going to take my destiny away. Nothing's going to take my vision away. Come on, I'm not saying it doesn't feel good, church, but you're going to have to take back and say, you know what, God, help me before I kill this guy. Don't look at me like you never said that. Let's get real here. There's certain things in life that hit me, and I, I don't understand it, church. But I do what God tells me to do. I pray for my enemies. Do you? Do you pray blessings over your enemies? Come on, you got to pray for them. That's what the Bible says. Do you forgive those that did wrong to you? No, well, not yet. Then when? We got to do these things, church. That's why we got to live the word of God. See, some of you guys don't read the word because you're afraid of going across something that you're going to have to do. Hello, well, come on, oh, man, I got I to gotta do this? Come on. And then when something comes over the pulpit, you kind of go, la, 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 la. I didn't hear it. Did you hear pastor? I didn't hear it. Or you think it's just for you, for the other person sitting next to you and not you. Come on, somebody. How many of the word is for everyone? When he's speaking, when the word of God's coming forth, amen, it's for every single person. You don't close off and say, oh, I heard that one before. <laughs> then you must have arrived already then. Stand up and we can clap for you. You got it all together, amen. You're the first one. See, trials and storms and battles that we face will keep us so focused that if we, we are so careful for the next steps that we take, 
You know, if, if, if you do this, man, you're just worried about the trials. What's going to happen here? What's going here? All this stuff. You're walking like this because why? You lost vision. You're not walking in confidence no more. You're not walking with the insurance. You're not walking with the, with the certainty that God's going to get us through this, babe. You know, this bad report from the doctor doesn't mean it has to be permanent. Come on, I, I'm going to stand on God. He didn't save me for this moment just so I can come here. No, let me tell you, it's, it, he has a plan for me. When I got saved, amen, my, my heart gave out, right? I almost died that one day. My, my heart was beating so fast. My, you can talk to my wife, amen, when they, they, they admitted me. I thought I had some migraine problems. She, she walked into the, the room where they had me. They had my shirt open. She said my vein was just going like this. Going over 265 miles, 260 times faster. I'm talking about speed. And he said, if I would have stood home and not come in, I would have died in my sleep. And my wife's in the car praying, goes, oh, no, no, no. I didn't wait all this time, 10 years. Then you save them, then you take them? No way. You, she started slapping me. Get up. Stop that. No, she didn't do that. But it freaked her out because they went and took her and goes, does he have a will? Yeah, that's what, those are the first words that your wife wants to hear after you're in, like, oh, your husband's going, no, does he have a will? <laughs> like, your husband's going to die. That's all she, I mean, anyone would receive it like that. No, no, she's going through things. We're going to control his heart. You know, tell, tell her some, give her some hope. Will. Come on. You pick out a casket yet? No hope. But so if we lose vision and we get so focused on the trials and storms that hit our life, church, we're walking so carefully instead of certainty. You've got to be confident in your God, church. Hello, I'm not dead. I made it. <laughs> There's a plan for you. There's a purpose for us, guys, church. See, the answer, church, if you want to get ahead as an individual, if we want to get ahead as a church or for long-term future, you've got to have clear vision. You've got to keep that vision in front of you. In order to keep our church going forward, come on, in order for you to keep going, church, it has to be kept in front of you. It has to be reminded over and over. It has to hang on the wall. That's why I hang a banner on the wall. I don't just say the theme is the voice this year. I want to remind you that each time you walk in, you know that we need to be the voice. Each time you've got to keep a vision in front of you that we're going somewhere. You know, our vision of love, the visions, that, the themes that we have had throughout the years, amen. Those are things to remind you throughout the year that, you know what, we need to continue to surrender our hearts and all these things, amen. You've got to have the vision of the crossing the line. So, you know what, I'm going to make it. No, I'm fighting this fight. I'm in this race because I'm going to finish this race. you got to have a vision of finishing. Not, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try to make it. No, no, I'm going to make it. You have to have vision, church, amen. you got to keep that in front of you. You have to declare it. You have to speak it in your mind. You have to speak it out, amen, and declare it and announce it in prayer, amen, in order to have clear vision. If you want to be the voice in the desert, as our theme is, in this world and to our family, to our friends and neighbors, you're going to need vision. See, God's vision is, uh, is, is, is divine vision is for, uh, is, his vision is divinely for our, our lives. He gives us purpose, church. 
Come on, vision is, uh, is for the church, amen. God gives us vision through his word, amen. Vision is to focus on the future. Vision is to focus on the finish line, amen. That's why Paul says in Philippians, amen, I don't have it all together. You know, here's, here's, here's the great apostle Paul, amen. Come on, he writes two-thirds uh, 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 two of, the, of, the, of the Old Testament. And here he's saying, you know what, I, I don't have it all together. He says, I'm not perfect, uh, but the one thing I do, I press on. Uh, I keep going forward. Why? Because Paul had vision. Did he have trials and storms and battle? You better believe it. He got stoned. He got whipped. He got jailed. Amen. Come on. He got dragged through the city. He went through some trials that you and I haven't even come close to, church. And he says, you know what? I keep pressing on. I don't have it together. Amen. I'm perfect. Amen. But you know what? I press on because I have a vision. I see the cross. I see what's to me. And I'm winning this race. See, vision helps you to press on. Tell your neighbor, press on. Don't give up, church. I don't know why people give up after serving God so many years. I, I really don't get it. I mean, I was served one year and I backslid. But serving 10 years or, or serving five years or some time distance, then you give up? I really don't understand that. Why? Because they lost vision. They lost vision, church. Paul goes on to say, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved I don't have it all together. I haven't figured it all out. I, I, I'm not all that. But, he goes, I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past. Some of you guys need to forget the past. I, I'm going to stop there because some of you guys, you're still holding on to the past. You're still holding on to hurt. You're still holding on to what, what she did, what he did, what they did. Whatever it is, amen. You've got to let it go because let me tell you, it stops you from going forward. So Paul says right here, you know what, I, I, I do it by forgetting what the past and looking forward. See, you, if you keep on looking this way, you don't know where you're going. Make sense? Come on, you can't be, you, you can't be looking at the past. I mean, uh, if you're going to look at the past, there are glances of what God took you out of. And where you're at today, amen, to give him glory and praise. Not to be stuck back there and let, let regret and bitterness come into your lives. He says, I forget about the past, and I look forward to what lies ahead. He looks forward to the future. He looks forward to the eternal, amen. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive a heavenly prize which God, which God through Jesus Christ, is calling us. See, I don't have it together, church, but I'm focused. Come on, uh, come on. Troubles may come my way, but I'm focused, amen. Uh, I may be going through a trial, but I'm focused. Uh, I keep pressing on. Uh, let me tell you, nothing's going to take away my vision. I will be the voice, amen. Uh, I'm letting go what's behind, church, uh, and I'm pressing on forward, amen. Focusing on the one thing, uh, finishing this race. We're here to win. We're here to build. We're here to serve. We're here to send, church. Vision does that. When you have vision, it drives you. It motivates you. It gets you out of bed. You ever felt like not getting out of bed? You lost some vision. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> and I, I can tell you, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about physical tiredness. I'm talking you lose, you give up on life. You, you, you just want to stay home. You, just, you cuddle up. You want to become a hermit, amen. You want, to, you want to isolate yourself, amen. Let me tell you, that's not healthy. You lost vision. You lost, you lost purpose of life. You've got to get out of the bed with vision. God, what are we going to do today? Who am I going to speak to? Who are you going to put in my path that I can tell them about your amazing love? 
Who, who can I share my testimony to? Who can I encourage today? Come on. Uh, see, vision uh, keeps you going. If you have no vision, you're not sharing nothing. What happened to church? Oh, we had church. And here they are. They want to hear about what's going in church. What, what do you do this time? What do you preach on? What you, uh, it was good. It was all right. You know, I don't know. I was arguing with my wife. And, and dang, I didn't hear nothing. Or sometimes we're so focused on what we're going to eat after. You're, already, you're, you're sitting at the table picking out your menu. You're looking at your menu right now instead of listening to the word of God. Oh, that burrito is going to taste good after service. Woo. I'm so excited about the burrito. <laughs> instead of Jesus. Come on, come on. Vision is very crucial. That's why Proverbs 29, 18 in the English Standard, Standard Version says this. Where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. In other words, people will wander without purpose. They will wander with no direction unless they have vision. See, vision for the future is what keeps us focused. See, vision for 2018 is, you know what, I want to be a voice. I want to be a voice in this desert. I want to be a voice to my family. I want to be a voice to my coworkers. I want to be a voice to my family. I want to be a voice to our children. Amen. I want to be a voice to my grandchildren. Come on, I want to be a voice to somebody. It'll keep us focused, church, especially during the difficult times. Because that's when you really need vision. See, things hit our lives and we lose it. We stop coming, we stop reading, we stop praying, hello, because we allow the circumstances of our life to take over and we lost vision. Vision keeps us focused, church. If you want to be the voice, it's going to take vision. See, we need to start building with the future in mind. Not, not just, I just want to make it today. You know. Isn't there a song just to make it today or whatever? I don't, I don't know. I, I've been, it sounds good, huh? See Hammer, just want to make it today. Let me tell you, I don't want to just make it today. I want to make it tomorrow. I want to make it next week. I want to make it next month. I want to make it for my life. Come on, I'm not saying, no, there's nothing wrong with just taking the day. But let me tell you, that day does not end your eternity. Today, if I have a bad day, it's not going to take me away from my eternity. I live for the future. I live with, with the future. My, I'm going somewhere. You got, you got to build with longevity, church. You got to build focus on the finish line. Nothing should distract you from the finish line. Nothing should distract you from the, the cross. Come on, you got to picture the, the, the you got to picture this race that you're running, and you got to picture yourself making it. Do you see yourself making it, or you say, "Man, I don't know if I'm going to make it tomorrow." Come on, you got to see yourself, man. I'm going to make this. I'm, I'm going to overcome this. Uh, let me tell you, the flesh takes over, and, and there's certain things, amen, that you know what, it, it feels uncertain, amen. Uh, but this is where faith has to kick in, church. You're going to have to kick in some faith and say, you know what, it doesn't seem good. I don't know how it's going to work out, God, but you're going to make it work. Come on, you're going to make it work, amen. I'm certain for that. And so you got to keep vision in mind. you got to see yourself Breaking that, that, you ever seen the, the, when the runners race and there's that, 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 that finish line, amen, that, 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 that ribbon, whatever it is, amen, and they break through it? Do you see yourself going, poof, yeah. You've got to see yourself, amen. Come on. Some of us, amen, we're probably just going to barely make it, amen, like, 
And that's okay, man, as long as you get in, amen, that's all right. But I don't want to finish that way. I don't want to barely make it because I might just be caught short. You ever seen somebody just, run and then they end up, ah, ah. And the finish line is right there. You got to get up. You know, I've I, I seen, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Cool Runnings with the Jamaican team and the bobsled, Amen. Come on, amen. Here was, man, they made a mockery. They were making a mockery of them. They were saying, man, where this, why are they here? They don't even know what the snow looks like. They don't even know what a bobsled was. They didn't know none of that, amen. But something put inside them with a determination. They had vision, amen. They said, we're going to be, and they make it, church. And they're prop four, amen. And then they crash on the final race. They say, man, that's it. But these guys got up, had vision. Put that bobsled on them, and they carried it to the finish line. He says, nothing's going to stop us. Even if I falter or fail, I'm going to keep going. Come on, this is how we need to be, amen. Come on. God's looking for some Jamaican bobsled runners in this place, amen. They say, you know what, I'm going to give up. Even if I wipe out, I'm going to cross that finish line. Now you guys are going to see it, huh? See, when someone's building a house, that person has plans, right? You don't just don't build a house. Babe, uh, here's some ground. Let's, let's build. Come on. Get the hammer, bring some nails, bring those boards over there, and we're going to build a house. No, no, you, there, there's, a, there's plans. Building plans that contain information of a floor plan, measurements, drawings, I mean, all this. But in those plans, do you know that they have a picture of the finished product as well? They, they, there's a vision. They, they say, this is how it's going to come. This is how it's going to look. They have a, a product. In their mind, they, they see the finished product. There's a finished product. This is how it's going to look when it's all said and done. A builder knows what he's working towards. Church, we too have to picture the end results in our minds when we began this race. Longevity is a key for vision, church. We have to be in it for the long haul. If it has a, we got to have a heaven or bust attitude. You know what? I don't care if all hell comes at me. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep moving forward. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we got we got to continue that. You got you got to have longevity in your spirit. See, many people have come through our church throughout the years. These last 16 years, church. Some moved on. Others moved away. But many are not here because they did not have long. Jevity in mind, church. They lost their vision along the way, and they're sitting on the sidelines again. We need longevity, church, in order to change the community that we live in, in order to exist for a long time, in order to be a voice in the desert. We need to build with vision that has a, that's broader than a decade, church. We have to build with a generational vision, amen, that reaches generations, my wife, I'm here, my wife and I are here to build a legacy, amen, something that's going to outlast us, amen, something that's going to last till Jesus comes back, amen, that there will always be a PC, LV in this house right here in Las Vegas. We'll always have Praise Chapel here. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm building on longevity, amen, that this is going to be passed down even if, if, if something, uh, if, if, we, if, if, if we should, to, to okay, I won't say it. But if, if, if by, by normal causes, 
if we should pass away, get old, or whatever they may be, that this continues to exist, that this continues to exist. This is going to be passed down to my, to my, to my, to, to our sons and our grandsons. Amen. This, this is going to keep on going, church. It's not going to end. Come on, your children will be running this church. Hallelujah. You got to build with longevity. See, our God is a multi generational God. He's not just reaching one generation. He's not just reaching the rasa. Sorry. <laughs> he's reaching every rasa. Hallelujah. Come on, he's reaching every people group. Amen. It's not a certain generation, but he's a multi generation God. He's reaching all generations. See, God spoke in multi generational terms both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Back in Exodus 33.1, God references promise to three generations, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God was communicating, communicating something important here, saying that I am a God of all generations. Uh, he was speaking to that generation there and even to the generation not yet born. So if our God is a generational God, uh, we can't just lead this generation that we're presently in. We have to make plans for the next generations, church. Young adults, amen, greenhouse, next generation, our, our teens, generation on fire, next generation. Our kids' church right now that's going on, next generation. We need to be involved and be honored to work with them and be part of these next generations that are rising up. And we do this by raising up leaders, church. We do it by staying on the road, staying in this race, staying in the game where Jesus is at, doing what Jesus is doing. We do it by being faithful. Somebody say faithful. We do it by being committed. Somebody say committed. And loyal. Somebody say loyal. Those big three, church, is what's needed if you want to continue to have vision in your life. You must be committed. You must be faithful. You must be loyal to the local church. Wherever God plants you at, grow. People come and they, they visit our church. I say, we love to have you. Amen. Come and hear. See if this is where the Lord wants you. I mean, no, we're not, it's not for everybody. But we love to have you. But, you know, I tell them, you know what, go where you're going to grow. Come on, if it's here, praise the Lord. If not, go somewhere. That you can plant yourself and grow. Because you got to plant yourself. you gotta, you got to ground yourself. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in his courts. As the Bible says in Proverbs. You've got to plant yourself in order to grow. You, you, can't, you can't be a pot plant. <laughs> you know, you're here one day, you're here there. You're, you know, you're, in a, you're living in a pot. You're, you're, you, can't, you, you can't even root out or do what, what God wants you to do because you're limited. But once you plant yourself, now you're in the ground. Now what? Guess what? You start to grow, man. You not only grow this way, you grow up. That's, that's what's important. That, that's why it's important for me. I said, you know what? We love to have you, but if this ain't, this ain't cool for you, then go find somewhere you're going to be cool. Not, not, not where you, you can be comfortable. Don't, don't get me wrong, church. Don't go where it's comfortable, where they're preaching what you want to hear. Preaching, you got you to go where, this is where I can grow. This is where the truth is being spoken. Come on, because there's a lot of, there, there, there's a switch, there's a, there's a switch in the, in the church. There's a shift, a shift. Well, you know what I'm saying. A shift, there it is. Hallelujah. I didn't want to say it because I might cuss. Amen. I, shift, hallelujah. 
I'm just, I'm protecting myself, amen. Sometimes I'm trying to say the wrong thing and the bad word comes out. So I don't want to do that. A shift. There's a shift in the atmosphere of the church, amen. That's why, that's why it says in the last days what was a, was a truth is now a lie and what's a lie is now truth. Amen. There's changes. That, like that, my wife was saying, where's the conviction where it used to be wrong, now it's right? What's wrong? The church has made a shift, amen. Uh, something's happening, uh, and we got to continue to speak the truth. Uh, let me tell you, people might not stay here because I'm going to speak the truth. You may not want to hear it, but let me tell you, you need to hear it. I'm accountable what I need to speak, amen. Uh, and I'm here to tell you something that's going to get you in, amen. I'm not going to hear to compromise. I'm not going to hear to say it's okay. Uh, God loves you anyway. God loves everyone. Though he does, amen, but he does not stand for sin. We need to speak the truth. So don't just go here and say, no, it's not fitting in. You got to go where they're speaking the truth where you can grow. For some people, they just don't like a Mexican with spiky hair. I don't know. And that's okay. Go get someone that has their hair down. I, I don't know. But you stick here long enough, you'll know that we're genuine. You, we're here to love people. When my pastor sent me out, he goes, Art, don't, don't go wild people. Don't try to be this or be that. Just love people. And I'm reminded of the times where, I go through struggles. I God, I, I got to keep loving people. I just got to keep loving. As long as I'm loving people, I'm cool. You know, he's the God of increase. I'm, I'm simply doing what God's telling me to do. He'll bring them to people. He'll, he'll bring the growth. He's just say, stay focused and love people. Just love them. Just love them. Tell them the truth. And love them. Can somebody say amen? See, passing down the vision. We got to do it by passing down the vision of win, build, serve, and send church. We have to get focused on the yearly banners for the new themes. So I, I, I pray, I hope that, you, I, that you, you're doing this, that you're praying to be the voice. You're not waiting for conference in September. Okay, we're going to have a great conference. It's going to be the voice. No, I hope that you start being the voice now. You start to be what that, what that banner says, man, I need to be the voice. You got to be, oh, man, I got I to put it on. He says, put it on the wall. Put it in front of people. Let them read it. Let them declare it. Let them say what they need to say because we need to be a voice. Let me tell you, we need to be a voice to our children, parents. But otherwise, somebody else is going to be a voice to them. Come on, you need to be the voice. You need to be, you got to build. That's your next generation is your own kids. Build them. God didn't save you for you. He saved you for them and for their, their children's children. See, you know, I, I, he didn't save me. He didn't just save us for us, but for my kids, for my grandkids, for my future great-grandkids and great-great-great-grandkids. I mean, the line goes on, man. I prophesy over my family. Man, they're going to be preachers, teachers, worshipers. God, you're going to use them, man. They're going to be encouragers, amen. I, I, pray, I pray blessings and destiny over my kids. They're going to they're gonna be great. I want them to do greater things than what God has done in my life. To do more and to reach. Man, imagine the generation that we're facing now, how the other generation is going to be, man, if we don't preach Jesus. Man, we're living in some bad times, church. 
The voice is declared. We need to be the voice. Right there, John is being the voice in the desert. He's, he's voicing out, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. We need to be a voice that declare that once again, amen. Come on now. You know what? Your way you're living is not right, amen. I'm not here to judge. There's only one judge, but I'm here to tell you the truth, amen. That if you live that way, continue to live that way, let me tell you, it's not, it's not good results at the end. I'm doing this because I love you. I'm sharing the truth to you. We need to be the voice. Can somebody say amen? As I close today, let's understand that vision is a divine, is divine with purpose. The vision, amen, like I said, is not just for you. It's for your children and your children's children. Very crucial, church, that we have vision because without it, we perish. We need to build with the future in mind. You've got to see yourself finishing this race, church, please. Don't focus on the problem right now. Don't focus on the situation right now. Don't focus on the uncertain things right now. You've got to, you've got to picture yourself, man, running this race and say, man, I need to get in this race. I, I, I need to see the finish line. I, I need to see the, the finished product. I've I got to see myself crossing it over. You've got to hear the ver- the, those words, uh, good and faithful servant. I, I can hear them already. You've got, you got to hear these things. You gotta, you gotta say, man. Just like, like, like Paul said. You know what? I, I fought the good fight. I, I, I kept the faith, and I, I finished the race. And now in store for me is a crown of righteousness. Not only for me, but to those that long for it. You, you gotta, you gotta say, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna finish this race. My kids are gonna finish this race. My kids are gonna be saved. You know, I, I pray blessings over my children. Even my son that's not saved, he's saved already. Because I pray he's saved. He, he has destiny in God. He has a purpose for God. God's lining him up. God, uh, you're bringing him down. He's in the desert right now, but my son's coming home. Come on, my son, your sons are coming home. Your daughters are coming home. you got to see that, amen. you got to picture, amen. Uh, one day, man, they're going to come over the hill. Uh, come on, those prodigals are going to come back home. Why? Because you kept the vision in front of you. Uh, you kept running the race. Uh, you didn't give up, amen. You kept pressing on and saying, you know what? I'm not doing it. Because if you give up, you lose it for them. That's why it's so important for you, say me, to keep fighting the fight because you leave it for other generations. I want my grandchildren to know that, man, they have a papos they can come to. My papos was a man of God. And we just lost a great legend, great visionary in Billy Graham. What an awesome man of God. A man without controversy, a man that just preached the truth. Didn't cause anything to look at him, but loved every people. What a legacy he left. Man, did you hear his daughter, man? His daughter's a preacher. I didn't even know he had a daughter. <laughs> I, I knew he had sons. I knew his sons were prodigals coming back home. But the daughter, that daughter was on fire. He says, I just got to preach the truth. I'm preaching the gospel. Got to teach our kids. Who taught them that? Daddy. Dad taught them that. Raised them up. We have a responsibility, church, not only just for you working out your salvation. you got to work it out for them. Give them something. We're in this race, amen. This, you know, this, this race is, 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 is not a sprint. It's not like it's a 40-yard dash. Okay, let's go, guys. A 40-yard, and it's over in three seconds or ten seconds or whatever it is. I run it in three. But... but <laughs> But you got, this is a marathon. I ministered years ago about we're in a marathon race. 
You can't just sprint it on and give it all. Oh, I'm going to live for Jesus. Do all this stuff and then you die at the end. You don't make it. You, you don't make it. Amen. You, it's a sprint. You got to just sprint it. Come on. This is a sprint. This is for the long haul. This is a marathon. You got to keep running the race knowing that you're going to finish it. Somebody say amen. We got to build the future in mind. And that's a new generation of the church. Our legacy be realized through the longevity of our ministry. We need people to run with it. We need to run with vision. We can lose the generation. Habakkuk 2 2, I'll say it again. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he, uh, that he may run the reason. I pray as they walk into this place, you read that. Wall. Be reminded. You gotta be the voice. I am.